Georgia Georgia The whole day through Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap it, pap it, Will Smith. <laughs> On the ones and twos, the wheels and steels, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last white dragon. Give it up for Zach Rohn. Hey there. Uh, we have a very, very, very special uh, episode for you today. Uh, no guests with us in studio. It's just the three of us, uh, because Thad and I just went on a our first comedic uh, mini-tour. And yeah, we, we started off with uh, Georgia on my mind because we ended up the last two days in uh, Georgia hanging out with a friend of the show, Zane Zadie, staying at his house doing some stand-up comedy. Uh, we did a full kind of mini tour through the South through uh, with stops in Louisville, Memphis, Georgia, Atlanta. Um, and we just got back last night, so we did not do our typical heart of brunch. Um, and then, obviously, we had a, a, a big drop in the news cycle that happened last night. So we're going to talk about that as well. So uh, uh, strap in. If you never listen to this show, it's a little bit different. You Normally we have a guest on and we it's more of a kind of interview, but we're going to discuss some topics today of uh, recent events that happened to us and happened in the public. Uh, first, we do want to put some of the food up front because we just did just eat our way through the South. Um, some of the best food. That sounds very sexual. Wait. This isn't the after brunch. Never mind. We ate our yeah. Keep going. Uh, I'm about to get slapped. We uh, we so we one of the places that we stopped was uh, a late night uh, rib barbecue place in Memphis. Um, oh my god! I had fried catfish, ribs. Um, one of the things that I noticed going through the South, and I don't know if you noticed this too, but I, I think we might have talked about it, but like, um, I feel like in Indianapolis, like a lot of places are really hard up looking for people to work in the food service industry. And once we got like into the South, like the South is moving, like businesses, like food businesses are flourishing. Like we even stopped like on the road, like we stopped at a Jersey Mike's in the middle of the day and there was like seven employees on. And it was like, I don't see that anywhere here in Indianapolis. Um, there were late night spots were jumping like the like both in Memphis and in Georgia. Like it seems like the, the economy, I don't know, the economy is doing better or they lost their stimulus benefits early. I like I don't know what like I don't know what makes for the difference, but it was like a noticeable difference. Mm. No, I, I noticed I, I haven't been anywhere south recently, but uh, I know here that. I pretty much, I, I don't know, the fast food restaurants are pretty uh, almost hit or miss yeah. nowadays. All yeah. of them. And, and not in the like typical, like, oh, I'm complaining about fast food, but right. like literally there's, I mean, a number of times where I've just ejected from a line when right. there's seven people in line and it hasn't moved for 45 minutes. Just straight up missing the bar. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, the kind of things I get 
in like I got a quesadilla the other day that just had shredded cheese and it was folded over. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I was so disappointed. Yeah, I tried to eat it out of spite, yeah, yeah, because man. I didn't want to, you know, be had. But I couldn't even do it. I was so angry. Yeah. Like people, like you know how people get road rage. I think people get fast food rage as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I got like this one sandwich. I don't even know what it uh, is now because I, I took a picture and it looked like they just folded two tortilla pieces of bread and put meat on one side, cheese on the other, and then literally folded it with their hands. It looked like a ball and like with finger indents. And I, I was like, what is this? Like my brain started hurting and it was it, like, I went back to school. The kids saw like how angry I was. I was like, this is like, it's over. I felt like I just saw the end of the world. This what, is unacceptable. I feel like we've gone from the motto of have it your way to uh, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like, yeah. and that's the feeling I get. Like they kind of look at you like, and what? And what? <laughs> you got something. Uh, <laughs> All Az- right. You're right. Aziz Ansari just put out a new special and he, he like made this like kind of really funny point about how like just everything is slightly shittier now after COVID. It was just like, he was like, even here, he was like the service, he goes, even the service here at this club, is a little bit shittier than it was before COVID. I feel like everybody has that thing in their life that they don't want to do or dick with anymore. And most people, whether it's like visiting a certain relative or, you know, doing some social obligation or stocking napkins on the table, there's some reason that directs to COVID like, oh, yeah, we don't have napkins anymore because of COVID. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah. And I like how people are still referencing COVID, like, because, like, COVID take, took a toll. People gained more weight than they wanted to. <laughs> like, like people's, like, mental stability was down. So, like, you go out with someone's like, ah, yeah, it's just not, like, the same, like... COVID, I was like, it was two years ago. Like, and people are still like giving that excuse. That's why you were 15 minutes late to this lunch because of COVID. Really? COVID. Yeah, they're calling like shots. <laughs> no, uh, 100%. Well, one of the um, funny things, I think Slad, uh, Slad, I think Dad was sleeping in one day and uh, uh, Zane and I had gotten up to go out to breakfast. And we end up at this, uh, he takes me to the strip and everything on there, like, I can tell is a little is pretty pricey you know right? like we're not we're in a pricey part of town where it's like you can go to have a pricey mediterranean dinner you can go to have a pricey seafood dinner mm-hmm. it was brunch a lot of sub brunch places and we end up at this uh like south american joint it's all like kind of you know latino food or whatever but you can tell from walking it, it was a tapas place it was a tapas place and whenever you have the menu posted outside you always know it's a little pricey because they're almost like hey <sighs> Why don't you check your your bank account before you yeah. come in here? You know? Yeah, that's the three dollar. You know, on the on the on the guide in town, that's the three dollar symbol usually. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So so we go into this place and we get, we get some. It, like I'm looking at the menu at first and I'm like, all oh, these prices seem really reasonable. Forgetting that we're at a tapas place, right? So it's all reasonable for this micro portion that's about to come out. And so, like, like, like Zane, like, I'm looking at this sausage. Like, there's a lamb sausage on the menu. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. It's like a lamb sausage came in like a sauce or whatever. And then Zane ends up ordering it. I was like, oh, I'll order something else so we don't have the same thing. And like this, like Jimmy Dean's sausage comes out. Like it's bifurcated to make it look slightly bigger. And like Zane's face immediately was just like, <coughs> "What's this?" <coughs> it reminded me of like half baked when like Dave Chappelle's like counting up the money for the date, and he's like, "He's like, I don't, I don't have tapas money." And like I was like, "Dude, it's it's fine." But like we're like looking at the service and stuff, and like 
the very first question I asked when we walked in, I, I asked for a cold brew coffee. You know, I was like, oh, do you guys have cold brew? And the the our server bar slash bartender looked at me like I was, you know, she goes, um, yeah, we got lots of beers on the back page. Uh, the tap list is on the back. And I was like, oh, maybe she misheard me. Maybe she misunderstood. So I asked again, I was like, oh, do you have any cold brew coffee on there? And she was like, yeah, we got, we got like coffee, coffee. We have regular coffee. And I was like, and then, and the, I, which is fine. She, she didn't hold, I'm not trying to be like. Maybe she didn't know that many words. I'm not trying to be elitist, but you know what I'm saying? Just like the fact that you have somebody that's working at this fancy place that's never even heard of the term cold brew coffee. Like that was kind of a red flag. And mm-hmm. then like two minutes later, these two women sit down and order wine. And she just gives them like these two wine glasses that are just covered in like hard water spots. Right. And like, I mean, I could see them from across the bar. Like oh, I was my. like, I was like, oh, this those need to be polished. Those look awful. And the ladies like picked them up, looked at them and they were like, can you, can you wipe these off for us? And she's like, Oh yeah, no problem. And like, she's like, what's, what's wiping off? <laughs> like, Just doesn't know anything. But I was like, my, my, my greater point about it is like, when you go into a place like that, where you're paying more for everything, you're paying for ambiance and you're paying for service. Right. Mm-hmm. And after COVID that level of service has gone down, but the prices of everything have, have gone up. Right. You know, honestly, I think we've, moved away from formal service as a style i mean it it was accelerated and like justified during the pandemic but uh i think there's been a you know a move away from that and then on some level you know you get less stuffiness and i i I like that aspect that it doesn't always have to be white tablecloth or whatever Mm -hmm. but there's been a handful of times i went up to like joseph tequis and they had um we did a, a wine dinner there and it was one of the things where like um like my date got up and they folded the, the napkin and put it back on her seat, you know, mm. or, and not in front of her seat in her, in her uh, you know, setting. And when they brought the dishes out, they had as many servers as there were dishes that came out and all of them were set on the table at the same time. And, and it was, you know, all sorts of tiny little details, but it was a thing where I was more blown away there than I've ever been at a restaurant because of the kind of detail. And, yeah. it, it, and it makes it very apparent that uh, the, and the the lack of service that I think is more contemporary. Uh, when, you, when you really see like a, a fine service restaurant, it's unbelievable how you, much detail they take. Yeah, in. you can only go so far with food, right? Like there's only, I feel like there's a ceiling with what you can do to food. And then the rest of it has to be. The ambiance, the environment, yeah. the way you, yeah, absolutely. Uh, which I, I mean, I am kind of also kind of curious, like how, like, is the Michelin star rating going to change? Like, are they going to start grading on a curb? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, have you ever been to a Michelin star restaurant? No, I, I was in one in France and it was one <laughs> of those, la. It, it was one of those that was, I mean, I mean, it was on par actually, Joseph Dequise was actually on par with that place, but it was still, I mean, you know, the, the food was, I think the food was a lot better at the Michelin star place. Yeah. Um, but it was another thing where like the everything is a dance almost mm-hmm. uh, the in the 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 level of detail and it's not like any of those things in particular actually matter but the fact that somebody took the care to orchestrate the whole thing yeah. really shows a level a level of I don't you're know. paying for a show you're paying right, right, for right. like i know there like i saw a documentary about it one time and like when the the criteria like the grading scale for Michelin is so one of the things that they do is they go before the meal, someone goes to the bathroom and they take a single piece of like toilet paper and they leave it on the back of the toilet. And then they go at the end of the meal. And if it's still there, they mark points off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
Like, like it's that <laughs> fine of a, a point on it. Yeah, no, I, I uh, and so, no, I, I think that we do move away from service, but I think, you know, there was another level of it with Corona. And it's not just actually in, in service as far as restaurants. I think that everything has become a little less personable. I mean, it's kind of just accepted like, hey, you're going to look at a screen and not talk to the people in here. Sure. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know. And I honestly think it's not even just the food industry, but like a lot of people's jobs. Like, it's because like right now, especially in Indianapolis, you can find another job pretty easily. So like before you were worried about job security now job security is not even a phrase right yeah. now it's like oh, if you're showing up okay great and so um the bosses actually expect less of their employees they just want them there and so that lowers the bar um it's like from the snake down the head rots right well and to be fair uh Wait, what is it from the head the snake rots it, meaning it, i'm saying it wrong but i'm saying it's like the if you're leading the situation if the leader lowers the bar yeah. then so will the rest of the body i thought that i was like is this a like a haitian thing <laughs> like the rotten snake the rotten snake <laughs> that's not even a haitian yeah. accent but anyways keep going <laughs> the rotten snake did you just do a bad haitian accent <laughs> it's a terrible Haitian. i don't even know you what, speak creole you're, I know. you're <laughs> from haiti i was doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> he did a Scottish accent for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm mate. I'm, <laughs> the snake is rotting, I. Yeah, the uh, the a few fast food like uh, I st- we stopped at a couple fast food places mainly to use the restroom, and we went in and they're all automated. Like all McDonald's now in stores are, you order at a kiosk. You order at a kiosk, and then the people look confused and angry when they have to bring you your food uh, to the counter instead of the window. Like, you were in the bathroom, but you missed this whole thing where, like, the person before me, they didn't bring the drink, and the guy was like, oh, I actually had a Coke, and he, like, looked pissed off. He was like, Coke, And he, like, kind of, like, begrudgingly gave it to him, and then, like, uh, kind of the same thing happened with me where it was just, like, Oh, he didn't want to say my name. So he's just going D, D. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I was wondering, like, does Dyke sometimes just put D on? No. Uh, because this he's embarrassed of his name. Like, I, I was thinking about that in the car. I never said anything to you for like, a couple well, hours about that. I always leave my last name for food orders. I was Michaels, you yeah. know, because, like, one, I, I don't want to play a, a game of charades, you know. Like, I just want to. But for some reason, it's on this one, it said put your first and last name. Yeah. And so okay, I was just like, he looked at It's like your joke. He like, looked at it. like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And then he just starts yelling D. And I'm like looking around and I was like, oh, I bet I'm D. <laughs> Oh man, I really thought you just put D. Like I'm not gonna mess with Dyke in the South. <laughs> He's like, I'm not gonna give them fire. <laughs> no ammo for them. Uh, I do want to shout out. So the place I was talking about with the ribs and the cap. I mean, dude, I can't tell you the last time I had catfish, fried catfish. I'm not a big fish person, unless like that's your fucking specialty. I love fried catfish. The oh, first place I ever worked in a restaurant, we did whole fried catfish, and it was. I mean, you know, we we eat mar- the head, we, eat the we, face. We soaked them in. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was well, they were gutted or whatever. Yeah. But the head was there. No, no, the head wasn't there. It was just the 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 body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we had them stored in buttermilk, and then you pull them out and batter them, and yeah. Catfish is awesome. It was so good. And this place, we got there late. Like, it was after 1230, and 
Like there was uh, a slight wait at the door still. Like this place was jumping. And I guess it's just like Indianapolis doesn't really have that much as far as like late night dining, you know? And I'd never been to Memphis, so it was just like I didn't know like comparatively city to city. But like the one thing Memphis definitely seemed to have a lot of was just late night. Like it seemed to be more of a exuberant late night city. Like mm. the street we were on had a bunch of live music and uh, restaurants were open yeah. late and stuff like that. But yeah, this was the late night jam, and that was the uh, Blues Cafe. Um, do you remember the name of the pizza place we went to? I can look it up here. Slice of Soul? Yeah, Slice of Soul Pizza. Uh, one of the really fun things that we did a lot, too, is we stopped. We supported a lot of black-owned businesses when we were down there. Mm-hmm. And Slice of Soul Pizza, we went for an open mic. Uh, it And the hospitality that we got there was, was excellent. Yeah, it was it was like we showed up at the end of an open mic, basically, where it was just the two of us um, and they put us up on stage. Uh, they took care of us. We we were like paid for yeah. the spot, which never happens. Ever. It, it really felt like a, it really felt like a thing. Like we were like at a family reunion and we just walked in and like, oh, you're Brenda's kids. Oh, come and get a plate. Like it was that kind yeah. of hospitality. Brenda said you need some money for the road. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> it really was. Uh, and it was just like, it was weird to be so far away from home and to be so welcomed in a place, you know, right, like yeah. it was so unexpected. Um, and you know, I don't know, maybe it just, maybe there's more black camaraderie in the South, but like, like it was, uh, it was a really good feeling. I don't know. It's kind of hard to put in words. Absolutely. Like, I mean, when you just walk into a place and then they're like already smiling and tell you exactly where to be and then like just show support when they don't really have to. Cause like everybody was pretty much checked out and ready to go. And they're like, Oh, we'll, we'll keep the show going for these two. Mm-hmm. Which was also totally unnecessary. We're like, we don't need to hear each other's jokes. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're good. Like we could just hang out. They're like, Oh now get up there. I'm so glad we went. Uh, we went to a place called, uh, exactly, uh, deli. Uh, it yeah. wasn't a great name, but it, the food was great. Uh, but it was another, it was another black owned business. It was on this interesting street where it was all like (laughs) residential houses that had been turned into businesses. And um, so it was really small, like inside, like like there was only like five or six tables and they had outdoor dining, but it was just like a little too cold to be seating outdoors. But we still stood out there and ate. Yeah, we got our food to go and then just ate like over these tables, like you know, not like <laughs> I don't know. I think people thought we were homeless at that point. <laughs> someone walked walked by. He's like, "I've been there too, brother." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, been where? Yeah, you been here?" People kept throwing change in my <laughs> my styrofoam container. I was like, yeah. "What's going on?" <laughs> uh, but no, it was another black gun business. It was uh, again. There was just like there was like a, a real. I guess you know they say southern hospitality or whatever, but like. When we went to the locally or the independently owned places, I really felt that. And I I guess that was something I kind of missed. We went in Georgia because of the places I decided to go to Georgia. Um, you know, we went and hung out in some cool bars and stuff like that. But like I didn't go to the mom and pop places in Georgia like we did in Memphis. And I felt like there was just like a level of hospitality there that was that was I know I just got done trashing the service industry and saying because of COVID, like you don't get that anymore. But in Memphis, you did. I like to think that, mm. you know, maybe there was a little bit of, uh, maybe it was less the hospitality and more everybody just thought you were really hard on your luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> like, you guys were looking pretty rough that day in Memphis, and so everybody's like, ah, these guys, these guys haven't seen a warm meal in a minute. <laughs> let's, let's treat them extra, extra special. 
that's even nicer. What was uh, what was the favorite thing? What was the f- most favorite thing that you ate? Uh, probably the, my favorite thing was the catfish at uh, Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like some nice hot sauce that went with it that you could just dip in. It was super crisp and it had the right amount of saltiness. It wasn't over salty. Um, so I I really love that. I uh, I ate so like like maybe the biggest meal I've had. I can't I can't. I was trying to think back to when I've eaten that much in one setting. But, like, after the show, when we went to the Blues Cafe, I had a half rack of ribs, a piece of fried catfish, uh, slaw. Like, I ate all the sides. I ate, like, two, yeah. two pieces of Texas toast, slaw, beans, and then I also had a bowl, like, a, a cup of gumbo out before the thing, and I smashed it all. Like, I, I clean plate clubbed the whole thing. It was just like, I can't remember the last time I ate this much food in one setting. I think this, this, so like when you go to like a barbecue place or any, you know, like the, the, the main star is obviously something you judge them by, but what I really judge restaurants by are their sides. Mm. Because if all of the sides are amazing, you know, mm-hmm. so often you could just be like, yeah, we'll throw some fries on the menu or whatever. Yeah. Here, here's a mac and cheese that you, you, whatever. Yeah. Passable. But, but I mean, when you have places with really good sides, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what I was going to really like. I, I went to this open mic and I ordered. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still salty about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm ordering. I see a duck quesadilla <laughs> on the menu and they had this special spicy chorizo. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my word. And they're like, the people there, like, oh, this is amazing. You're going to love it. I'm like, and I'm hungry. We just got off the road. Yeah. Like, we just parked. Like, I'm ready to eat. I order my drink. Uh, the duck's not coming. Like, well, maybe they got it kill the duck i don't know so there's duck and chorizo on the quesadilla so you dip it in the chorizo on the side is it like a chorizo a spicy, cheese sauce a spicy chorizo not a so- cheese sauce but oh, just, just like like a chorizo on itself oh well, I, th- I thought it was never mind i thought, it was, like, it, was? I thought it was like a fundido kind of thing but right. if he said there was no cheese on it then no you know what i wouldn't know because i didn't see it <laughs> that's the greater point the greater point is i didn't get to see my food and i'm like hey i told him like i gotta cash out um, to go to the next mic. We got to go to Slice of Soul. He's like, okay. Um, do you want me to give you a card now? I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Brings my drink. I'm like, well, still not here. I'm not hearing any clacking. All right, fine. At the end of the mic, we've already gone up. And I'm like, hey, like, uh, oh, I'm going to cash out. He's like, all right, cool. Cashes me out. I'm like, dude, there's no duck on this. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. Do you want me to get it now? I'm like, no, I got to go to Slice of Soul. No duck for me. I was, I was lit. Wait, I thought. I thought you so he <laughs> that, so he we, we had to go and he was like you asked for he goes hey when you bring me my duck can you also bring me my check and yes. then he just brings the check and then Dad was like uh can I get my food too and he was like oh I'm so sorry I never put that food in for you maybe he thought like duck was a slang where you're like hey thanks for this duck <laughs> hey uh, with the duck bring that check I don't even know what he was thinking he was apologetic and that softened my heart a little bit. Cause like when you're hungry, like I have a tendency to get hangry and like it comes out more. I'm like a lot more quick and like a little salty with people when I'm hungry. So, but when he, he was super nice and he had that Memphis, like, Oh man, like I, I could give it to you to go. If you wait here for another 30 minutes, I'm like, I can't do that. But thanks, sir. I don't even think you necessarily get salty when you're hungry. I think you get salty about food. Oh. Because like I know a couple times mm. Dyke has mm. made a mistake, yeah, and you know you were quite full <laughs> and still quite salty when we talked about it. Well, 
I understand. I understand. I think it ruined his whole dinner. I, Cause like I, that dinner that I just said was delicious. And like, I ate the whole thing that that looked at it like he was eating cat food. And I was just like, I think it's cause of the duck tacos. I think the duck tacos pissed him off so much that he could not even enjoy something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't mess up my food. <laughs> what? I mean, don't you get upset though? When like food is messed up or spit on. <laughs> Are, but you, then, but, are you saying that what Dyke has done has been the equivalent of spitting on your food? Yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We also we stopped at a. Well, I'm not going to say the name of the place because of the contents of the story. But we stopped at a place in Louisville and we got breakfast. And I was very excited to take uh, Thad there because I really liked the place. And it'd been a couple. It had been pre-COVID since I've been there, and I would say maybe they lost a step a little bit. Uh, but. Um, he had ordered this coffee cake, and the very first thing he did as he's about to take a bite of the coffee cake is he pulls, like, a like a six-foot blonde hair off the top of the coffee cake. Right. And I'm, I'm not a fan of hairy coffee cake. <laughs> he's not. He's said that before. Yeah, I've, I've said that. I said, hold the hair. <laughs> or hair on the side. But to be fair, coffee cake's not something that you can, like, change to order. So if they're putting the hair in it. Yeah, it's part of the meal. Yeah, it's part of the meal. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I you can't be like, it. I want the queso without the yeah. chorizo. Yeah, yeah They've already made like, it all together. You can't put hair on the side. Yeah. Like, oh, it's within. But he, I, I gotta say, like a champ, he pulled it off and he he ate that coffee cake. There's he, some things he that hunger can't stop. He, did, he didn't send it back and he was like, God damn, this is some good coffee cake. He's like, it really makes up for the fact that there was a hair baked into it. Yeah, it, it was it was labeled, uh, this is going to give it away maybe, but the best damn coffee cake yeah. in Kentucky. And I'm like, well, yes. Was it? It was. I mean, it was the only coffee cake I've had in Kentucky. <laughs> so it was so good that even in spite of finding but, a yes. hair on it, you still think it was the best. Which I think they do that to show off. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a flex. It's a yeah. big flex. Yeah, we we should have a hair hair brunch. <laughs> we just see if anybody calls us on it and be like, well, did you know what the theme was today? It was it hair. Was hair every single <laughs> yeah. one of your entrees. <laughs> Oops, all hair. <laughs> you have to guess uh, what region and what uh, person put that hair in there. No, I don't get picky over eating uh, because I approach it from somebody who's worked at a lot of places. So one, I like to go to a place to see what they do with it. So if they turn the out something crazy, then I'm like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have done that, but whatever. Uh, and then two, I am so not finicky. If I get the wrong dish, I'll eat it. Um, mm. Or I'm, I'm the same way. I'll pull the hair off the top if it's not like entwined in it and be like, whatever. Like those, I'm also not super squeamish, so I'm not bothered as easily by food stuff. It's weird. Like, I feel like if the, if I can stop the hair before, before it gets in your it, mouth. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. If you have to pull it out of the mouth, yeah. that would have changed. That would have been a game changer. That, wouldn't that it? It would have been the best damn coffee. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you can't. Someone would have got slapped. The, gr <laughs> the, the grossest thing I've ever seen was a full, uh, giant adult dragonfly was inside someone's salad. And I mean, it was like literally like it was like a four inches long. Wait, a dragonfly or are you using a euphemism for penis? <laughs> Have you heard that before? <laughs> hey, girl, let me pull out my dragonfly. <laughs> you ready to get some of this dragonfly? Okay. <laughs> no, it was a it was a fucking giant insect that was, uh, you know, I must have been in the fields when that lettuce was uh, harvested. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was because it was like compressed into like the middle of the cell. So they had like 
you know, move stuff around and all of a sudden this giant. And it's like, <laughs> what excuse do you, can you make? Because it wasn't, it wasn't like any, like, it's not like a hair where it was like, the oh, the chef had a dragonfly in his hat and it fucking fell into the <laughs> salad, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, that came from the production field, you know? Like, yeah. that came from, Was it still juicy or was it like, or can like, you tell? It was petrified. Okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was juicy? I don't know. Like, dragonflies, like, they, like, if you, like, they have, like, the butt, long butts. Yeah, they're yeah. thick. And so they're very thick. Yeah. And I like, mean, it was they full. They splat on the windshield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was they splat. Yeah. They're green juices. Yeah. It was um how many yeah, I, juices were in it? It was juicy. It was I'm going to oh. say it was it was it was still level level 4 juicy. So it was some fresh fresh dragon, okay. <laughs> dragon. Um uh but yeah, we had a great we had a great time, a great tour doing comedy. Um I think we're going to do more of a breakdown on our sister podcast The Drunk Dial. Um we're going to be talking to Zane Zadie. So if you're interested to see how the comedy portion of our tour went, be sure to check that out. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the news of the day. We're going to be talking about the Oscars and the slap heard around the world. So stick around. Your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance for pro, I know, you know, I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit, gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, now honey, honey, come ride. TKNY, all up in my eyes. You got a Prada, bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing at kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig here with this handsome kid. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast, man. Uh, <laughs> We it was totally unplanned, but um, you know, last night there was a a, a, a shift in the space time continuum. There was a, a cultural uh, touchstone moment kind of happened. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, we are referring. This is uh, just twelve uh, short hours after the uh, Oscars with the infamous Will Smith and Chris Rock slap. Um, man, uh, immediately. So I get a text from my friend, and he goes, I didn't have Will Smith slaps Chris Rock on my 2022 bingo card. And I was like, we were still in the car. We were like a few blocks away from the house. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, the Oscars. Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock on live TV. I was like, no way. And then I watched the video. And then like Thad and I are like, so we're coming back off the road. We're coming back off the road from an eight-hour road trip. Uh, you know, we've been gone for five days. Yeah, and like we're 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 kind of checking in with our roommates and and, lo- and loading stuff, but then we're also both just like scrolling through Twitter <laughs> and just because like I mean everybody was making jokes, but like we follow all comics, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like comic Twitter just exploded, boom, you know, because a lot of comics will just watch you know the Oscars or something and try to make jokes anyway, you know, and so a lot of people were just. All night, or I don't know how far into it it actually happened, but we're just like, Oscar sucks, nothing cool ever happens, blah, blah, blah. And then so many people were like, I take back everything I've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know who wants to, I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, Like, we've been talking so much about it this morning. We're like, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. Um, You were living under a rock if you haven't heard by now. But um, 
do you want to set it up that do you just want to tell the audience what happens if someone for some reason it doesn't know well i mean yeah i mean we, we know what happens uh Will Smith uh, is sitting in the audience listening to Chris Rock make his jokes. Uh, he made a joke about uh, the lady being in G.I. Jane. And is because she is bald. J- she has, Jada Smith. Jada Smith has uh, alopecia. And this is something that she's been dealing with. And so, uh, as they say in the documentary of The Last Dance, he took it personally. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, uh, well, I want to get out of the way. People were like, well, why did he laugh? Like, he laughed first, right, and then reacted. Um, you could see Jada's face in the camera, and and, and she kind of rolls her eyes. Will Smith is, it looks like this reactionary celebrity laugh, like, hey, all right, I see. And then sees, and, like, I'm assuming what happened was he sees his wife um, react, not good to it, and then he feels like he needs to respond. Now, he's running on straight-up adrenaline, Goes up there, slaps uh, this comedian, Chris Rock, who is a, a known comedian around the world. <laughs> um, Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a known comedian. Um, he played the donkey. He played uh, in Shrek. Oh. Yeah. I, th- I think you're thinking of Eddie Murphy. Oh, that is Eddie Murphy. <laughs> well, I feel totally different about hey, this now. You, uh, <laughs> wow. Man, I would I would say you're racist if you weren't black. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fat. <laughs> all, all black comedians are the same. Uh, <laughs> he played an animal in, <laughs> in some... Some picture. That's not the point. But is, 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 I'm about to get slapped now. Is Eddie Murphy getting some reactions now of people who don't know that it's, it's not him? Like, oh, hey, I heard what happened to you yesterday. Oh, what? Oh, there's, there's a guy named Will Smith on Twitter that's a software designer. And he, he was just up and he was like, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> but so you say that that Will Smith was kind of like laughing along with it. Like, yeah, we got to take these jokes and then looks at how upset Jada is. Mm-hmm. And then that's his reaction. Cause yeah. what if it's it the opposite to be the trigger point? What if, what if it is Jada saw his reaction laughing to the joke yeah. Yeah. and then he realized he was in trouble. Well, there's a delay that we don't see. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. There's like some it, that, it cuts away for a second. It does. Yeah. Cause yeah. what if he thought it was funny and got caught laughing right. by Jada, who clearly did not think it was funny. Right. Well, all I have to go off of at that point is Chris's reaction, because he's standing up there still, and he does this kind of like, ah, oh, King Richard, like smiling <laughs> at Will Smith, and then he like kind of even has his head out, like, what's what's going to happen? Like, this this is crazy. You're not supposed to be up here. And then, boom. And, like, and, and Will Smith plants, like, the only warning is he plants his feet. He plants his feet in the way, like, I'm about to slap you, and then he gets slapped. I still think that if you're on stage, you would never, even even if somebody telegraphs their, you know, like, I'm going to punch you, you just would never think that's going to happen. At the Oscars happen. with another celebrity? Right. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. My, my thinking was, now that I've had a little bit of time to think of it, because I think last night was just all reaction to it. Like, yeah. we were all kind of shocked by it. And so it's like, you know, Chris Rock wasn't permanently injured, so I think it, it, it was, there's a lot of initial shock and humor in it but when you have some time to start thinking about it will smith has been famous since he was a a kid you know since he was a an early teenager Mm -hmm. like he this isn't a new celebrity like he's been a celebrity more of his life than he hasn't been a celebrity so i'm assuming he's had many things that have pissed him off in public you know things that whatever so to me it's like 
something had to be above and beyond for this. I, I, I think, yeah, he was pissed off because whatever. Uh, we could we could guess to why that is. But I'm going to have to say that there was some sort of drugs and alcohol involved in this situation because, like, I don't even to go I- over the top at the Oscars like that, to go up and, and slap someone, you know what I'm saying? It's like you understand the decorum of being a celebrity. You understand the decorum of being on the Oscars and like already it kind of like delved into like, well, these black people are wilding out fighting it. Like, I mean, I've, I've seen it like literally the blacks was trending last night, you know, like it's not good, Zach. I know you're laughing, but, <laughs> but no, I don't even think you necessarily have to boil it down to drugs and alcohol. I think that you can be in a bad place in your life mm-hmm. and, and, you know, be going through a, yeah. a pretty legitimate, like, you know, uh, emotional struggle, social struggle. I mean, you don't know what's behind all no. of that. And I think I mean, it was, that, I think it was both. It, I think yeah, it was, yeah, I think it's both. Not that it both. couldn't be, yeah, not that those things can't, not that it couldn't be explained by that or fueled or, you know, encouraged by that, but. It just seems like usually there's an accelerant involved, so I think But it's, I would make that same sort of argument that celebrities are also used to being, you know, pretty intoxicated and things and, and i mean but like will smith has always been known for being like level-headed right, like he's, right. he's always like you know like that's why it was so shocking too like <coughs> if kanye had done that everybody would be like fuck fuck kanye you know what i'm saying everybody but it would also not be a surprise nobody would have been shocked or surprised i mean maybe shocked but nobody would have really been that surprised if kanye had gotten up let's say he made like a kim uh, like a pete davidson kim kardashian joke yes and then kanye went up and slapped him right nobody would be like really surprised that that happened exactly the fact that it was will smith that did it people were like what is going on right would, would kanye have been kicked out Probably. If he had done that. Probably, yeah. I kind of think he would. I mean, he was... They, they were already talking about him not being invited to the Oscars, right? I mean, just like as a... Or being allowed there or really? something like that. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I had seen... I can't verify that one. What, what was crazy to me is that Kevin Hart couldn't host the Oscars a couple years ago because of jokes that he'd made years ago and, like, apologized multiple times for. I'm pretty sure he, like had gone on Ellen and, and, and like apologized for him. And then they, it's like one of the things like Gen Z keeps digging stuff. Like they dig stuff up. That's like already happened. And then be like, Oh, I can't believe this happened. I'm like, no, this happened. There was an apology that was 10 years ago, but to like be we've fair, all moved on. And then it's like, yeah. uh, startling things were unearthed. And then they decided they didn't want him to be on there, but they let not only Will Smith accept an award, but he stayed through the whole rest of it. Like, people didn't know how to behave, like, deal with it. <clears throat> but to be fair, they kept pretty consistent on their idea that the jokes are the problem. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh, no, it's justified to deplatform or to physically assault somebody yeah. if their joke goes out of outside a character or outside of whatever whoever decides is the appropriate bounds. Yeah. Let's, and and that's, I think, the more interesting conversation. Let's go back real quick to about, like, we were talking about what's going on with Will Smith and, like, a little bit, I feel like empathy comes in both hands. Like, I could look at both sides from a comedian. I could look at, hey, I've been in a relationship and, and wanted to stand up for somebody. Here's the thing. Like, this is, the epitome is, or excuse me, not the epitome, but the, the start of this is with Kevin Hart and the Oscars so white situation and Jada is picketing the Oscars. She's actually standing up against the Oscars and saying like, I feel like the Oscars are racist, right? So now you have them, the, the couple back there about to accept award and, and it was over Will Smith actually getting an award. Mm-hmm. This whole thing it, like goes back three years ago. 
when this all happened. So there's a lot of buildup for him even accepting the award there, even willing to go there, and this beef between him and the Oscars. So it felt like Chris Rock was almost used as like a puppet and saying, hey, like the Oscars is still like, even though you're winning, we can still take shots at something that you guys know that might be a little bit sensitive, right? So there's this like kind of chip on Will Smith's shoulder while this is going on, it seems like to me. Is there a chance that Chris Rock and his joke writers had no idea why she was bald and this just thought, thought maybe it was like a new fashion look because like I didn't know anything about the uh, alopecia until last night. I think it's possible. Yeah. Like so, I think it's really easy for us to get in our heads about like, Oh, everybody should know that this is this. But yeah. like, I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. How often do you guys like forget that Elise is pregnant? <laughs> I, I mean, mean like, I, so I think about it right? every day. She like, is? Like, like, and of course you don't think about somebody's like, you know, like, or, you know, like I don't think about like, yeah, I forget like maybe you're moving no. or whatever. Like there's mm. lots of things. Here's you the thing. It's the Oscar. I, I would understand that if it was like, uh, just a stand up at the comedy cellar and he was just riffing. Yeah. This is the Oscars where you have writers and you, everything is checked. Everybody like she's not the only bald woman there at the Oscars. There's a reason why he said that. This dude, we're talking about Chris Rock, who made a documentary about black women's hair. He's privy to the game. He knows what's going on. He knows the culture, even in that. That is an interesting thing to bring up the the fact that he made that documentary. Yes, yeah, that is interesting. But well, then I mean, yeah, yeah, that that's very. So I'm not going to buy the ignorance. If he wants to come and play that card, cool. But it's still possible he doesn't know about her specific condition. The the thing, the thing is, I, I like as a comic, I don't care that it was on the Oscars. I don't care that he touched on a sensitive issue. We're talking about jokes and we're talking about physical assault. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, like, let's say the joke was way worse. Let's say he just made a, an action because yeah, Rick, does it Rick, still, Ricky Gervais went yes. up and was eviscerating comics. Exactly. Eviscerating. Like, like you can argue, was that a soft joke? Was that a hard joke? But I've definitely heard way harder jokes at celebrities because you're in the public persona. You're a black woman. Cool. You're, you're still a, a celebrity public persona. Uh, I honestly, I don't care what the content of the joke was. I don't care if he would have called her a cunt. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, sure. you could have had those arguments about he crossed the comedic line and blah blah blah, and it wasn't yeah. wrong. But when you assault someone for words, yeah, you're setting a precedent on the highest stage that it's okay to go up and and not just in a comedy situation, yeah. but it's okay to assault someone if you don't like the words that come out of their mouth, right? And and that has uh, sadly, I think, become the debate. But I think. Everybody as human beings could look back. Yeah, but something wrong happened here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it. We understand that it's wrong that Will Smith hit someone. Yeah, that we're shocked. He he should have been. There's a million different ways he could have handled it. Chris Rock, the joke might have gone too far. We don't know. As as a, co- a comic, you have to kind of test these things out. Well, he first, did. I I think that if Will Smith had not acted physically, then there would be more heat on him for his joke. Not not on Will Smith, on but Chris Rock. on Chris Rock for his sure. joke. And so it's almost like his action stole what could have been, you know, like could have been a a point of contention that, you know, is not going to be considered as much, well, I, you know, yeah. because of of the of the slap mm-hmm. I, I i i think like you know we need sometimes consequences for words like 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 when i'm like watching kids like you're you know you're teaching like 
sometimes people will say some wild stuff. It's like, yeah, if you keep doing that, you're probably going to get hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the comedian's place is to be able to say things. Sure. Like and that's that, a special role. And it's almost symbolically different to strike the comedian because they're supposed to be able to point out the things. They're exactly. supposed to be able you're to say to the able things to you're job. not supposed to say. I agree with that. And like as a comedian, me, I'm like, I don't condone violence. Also, I'm like, man, I'm thinking if this was like a basketball game, right? <laughs> if this was just a basketball game and like they were like in the post and he said something like that, they get in a fight, break it up, fine, keep playing. Yeah. It's a completely it's apples and oranges like in a basketball it's Oscars game. and basketball games <laughs> yeah that's where the saying that's like comparing Oscars to basketball games comes from I, yeah. I, think, I think that's where that actually comes from uh, but you know you're 100% right but but that's also like the that is going with I think it's the whole decorum thing like that's going with the decorum of a game like if two people get a little physical on a basketball court or on a football field you're 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 playing within the realms of you know you expect that's where a little bit of Steam gets blown off testosterone when you're wearing a tuxedo and you're being televised to the entire globe. And you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you, you do also have to think about it. Like, I don't know. Like I don't, I, I'll, I'll give the black woman's hair, like, like a, the sacrosanct, uh, you know, thing that it is. But at the same time, it's just like her fucking hairdo. It doesn't compare to what, how much that sets black people back when you have physical violence on the Oscar stage. You know what I'm saying? Like that lets every racist person go like, Oh, there they go again. Oh, look, even Will Smith, even, even the good one, he can't, he can't behave himself because he got that, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, when you're a cultural icon, you do have to kind of fucking think about a check that this isn't a basketball game, you know, like, I understand that, but I also say, screw the racist people. They're going to be racist no matter what. And like, if a black person decides to make a decision, that's not a decision for all black people, and that's what we have to get over. When I'm seeing black Twitter trend, like it, like or like, oh, this is the black Oscars. Stop saying that. It, it, yes, two black people had a disagreement, and it happens all the time, all over the world. That doesn't necessarily make it right for us. Like, okay, this is this represents black people now, and 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 that's the the part where we need to start getting away from. Is like the, we're individuals. And I and it's not a code or a robot. It's like, oh, this is the black code. That, that we this is why we don't give Will Smith. Uh, no, this is I kind of think of Will Smith is dealing with more just like the the civility code. Like sure. there, there's a sort of society where you handle things with might is right, and there's a sort of society sure. where you use words and stuff. Yeah. Like, and no, I think it's fair to you know point out that yeah, racists will use that sort of thing. But to be like what Thad said, racists will use anything. <laughs> okay, right. okay. And, and, and that was a bad example because it's not just racist, but it's also like, that is also, it's like, you can't be a black role model one day and then say, oh, when I do something shitty, I'm not being a black role model. Like you're, you're, you're demonstrating to black children, to black youth, to whatever, like Will Smith is a black role model. Period. Like, well, he's a like, role model. Like, period. Yeah, he's a like, role. That's he, the thing. But, like, yes, he's a role know, model. Like, period. But he's also a specifically on top of that, he's also a black role model. And like, you can't have it in both lanes. You can't say like, "Oh, I'm a role model for everything good right, I do. Right. I'm not a role model for the bad things that I do." Like, you who, think he, who, wait, yeah, do you think he yeah. says that though? Do you think he goes out and says he's a role model? No, there are some people like I forget what, what there's a basketball player that said, "I'm not asking to be anybody's role model." And it, I, I always thought that was a bad quote because it's kind of like, "Well, I mean." 
No, but that's what comes along yeah. with it. I mean, like, I, I, you're in the public I don't know eye. if Will Smith has ever gone like, I'm right. a role model, but like, that's been your brand. That's been your brand for 30 years. You know what I'm and saying? And I think that's like, why people are shocked is because yeah. he's a role model. And, 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 and I think that's where it lies. Like, this is a role model, like, and he's a human being that failed. Like, Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King was a role model and he failed. Like, I think we there's a consistency of seeing people uh, in the spotlight fail and then like there needs to be that figuring out grace to get back up in some way I know we're still right here in the thick of it and that, that people will talk about that later on the line but when it just comes down to like any any black person that messes up that's a celebrity all right well black people suck and like and that's and like to allow that thought process to be okay is is really damning I think it's just more so like when it happened in the moment I just saw the humor in it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like when, sure. when it happened in the moment, it was shock and then was humor. And then as I had time to sit with it, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't quite as funny as I thought it was, you know, because like, then you start thinking about the real world applications of it. And I'm just like, man, there is like, and I don't know, man, you could, you can say like the difference between black people shouldn't be held accountable in these situations or they shouldn't be whatever versus the reality of they're always watching us. They're always looking at us. We're always under a microscope. Should things be a certain way versus are they a certain way? And I, I think there is a difference in that. And it's just like, you know, like I'm I'm not saying that like Will Smith is more accountable for his actions than Kanye is, but it's just like like I guess part of me is just like sad to see that it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a dude like like there, yeah. like if you want to say that there's a tar- there's a target I feel like there's a target on all black celebrities and it's like yeah. w- whenever we lose one, it's like we ch- kind of chip away at the foundation of, of, of black culture and stuff. And it's like when you see like like OJ and Cosby and like like Michael Jackson and all this stuff, it's just like each one of them falls and becomes disgraced like that hurts, you know, and like it, 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 it hurts. It strips away from the culture like it's yeah. sad. So it's like. Part of me is just sad, like, I'll never be able to look quite the same at Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? And, and maybe cultural one either. And it's like, hopefully, the, like, this is just like a, a whoops-daisy and there is a path to redemption and, and, and it gets it straightened out. But it's just like, part of it just made me real sad. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, Will Smith's had a had a rough couple of years and now this happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, does this end up, like, chipping away at his legacy? You know, we were in the car and you were talking about how excited you were about his new TV show. And about how cool it was, and all this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, and I'm thinking about like, man, Will Smith never misses. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like as far as like, I mean, some of his movies have missed, but like, he never miss that slap. slap. But like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess over the night, I kind of sat with it a yeah. little bit, and it just like, I don't want to say it hit different, but it, uh, yeah, there you go. You know, it's just like it's it's. it's it was all jokes to me last night. And right. I feel like something happened when I sat with it a little bit and I'm just like, and it's just like also the Oscars, like you said, has been a racial microchasm over the past. This isn't ancient history. This is three years ago yeah. when they're like, there's no black people on this stage. Yeah. And now three years later, there's black people fighting on this stage. Yeah. Like, it's hard to be like, there's no ramifications for that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's hard. That's why it's deeper. Like, I, I, I really do think that slap was like, it wasn't just about Chris Rock. He was like, that, that slap had the Oscars in it, what I've been dealing with my wife, uh, 
the, the media attacking me and my open relationships and like all this stuff. And so that's three years of building up like, all right, fine, I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. breaking. And that's like, we, we look at that like, come on, Will Smith, you should have acted like a normal human being. No, this is like millions of people that have been coming at him for mm-hmm. a long time and like, you get frustrated. So that's where I empathize with, man, yeah, dude, like if I was a celebrity and people have been attacking me for a long time and I've had to be that good Willie style, smiling all the time and feel like I'm chucking and driving like, no, I'm not soft. And Chris Rock, I want to slap the motherfucker. Like, I, I want to slap this dude right now. I feel I feel like it was, uh, it's like what Chappelle said when he was talking about Michael Richard. He was like, he was like, man, the black dude in me was really offended. But the comic in me was like, I don't know. Nigga had a rough set. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you can see both sides. I can see the, I see the comic side of it. And I, I see the black guy side of it. Yeah. Uh um. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You guys. You guys. But, had, uh, I, I just talked for ten minutes. Yeah, no. 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 It's fine. I also, I want to say I think there needs to be more violence <laughs> at the Oscars, and this like because I think Ricky Gervais should have been slapped. <laughs> he said some crazy things. And no, I don't know. Honestly, like if I they think, just had a fighting portion, right? There's a. I mean, and it's like America is very used to violence. We're we're a culture that puts violence on the TV constantly. If like. If I went through four different stations, there would be three out of four you're hearing gunshots or someone getting killed. Yeah. That's just who we are, like, as a society. Like, sorry. And, like, I'm not saying, like, it's okay, but, like, I also do think that Will Smith just raised the stocks and and what you say might have consequences. Now, no, I'm going to think about that joke. Is is uh, this guy going to come after me? And like, But is that a healthy way for discussion to move? I think so because if you're saying something that's that hurtful to somebody, like be prepared, either be prepared to fight. But that depends on how you frame hurtful. Like, I mean, you know. What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. Do I have the right to assault somebody that makes a cancer joke? Humble that could be that could be hurtful. No, and I don't. And like, I, I, I want to say, like, I don't want to yeah. live in the world where that's okay. Right, but there's a reason did, that words are different than actions and and, and physical violence. Right, but if and you the, came, the the attempt to equate the two, I think, is really dangerous. Right, but if you came back to us and you're like, "Dude, this guy kept joking and pushing in on my cancer," um, the same guy at the bar, and finally, like, this is the fourth, third time he's done it. Finally, I just punched him, and I and I I lost it. I yeah. messed up. I had a drink. This wasn't the fourth joke, though. <laughs> this was one joke. Right. This, yeah. That, I don't what think. Do you mean? Th- still, I don't think like. Still, I'm not saying that I would act the best, but my 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 standards say that no, but, that's not appropriate. Right, it's not that's, appropriate. That's not not appropriate. Like like, I and mean, I don't want to live in the kind of place where that is that 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 we move toward that idea being appropriate. I, I'm from the West Side, and I I hung out with a lot of people like where it was just like every every man has a line, right? Like every man yeah. has a line, and this is like if you push me past the line. Like it, I was, we were making jokes about lies last night, but it was like you looking for a nigga, nigga here now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there is a lot, and not not even a black thing. Like take it back, but like every man has that line where it's like if you push me, and like being from where I'm from, it, like it wasn't uncommon for something to turn violent if you pushed a person past that line. Now, with that being said, unfortunately, even though that is the case, if I was to do that and then get arrested for assault. That's also part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, but I, also, like, yeah, I agree that there's, you know, that that's a reality. There's you consequences. Can't, you can't run for your dude. mouth everywhere. Yeah. But like, there's a difference between that and normalizing it between, you know, people that are 
are are regardless of their race are absolute you know icons and role models for the world and to to normalize that degree of discourse yeah no it's not the same thing as watching uh, your mouth also also 100 like, also 100 there's a difference between uh somebody antagonizing you in public or antagonizing you just on the street somewhere or you know mm-hmm. whatever versus like being part of a, you know what a comedy show is, Will Smith. Like we all know what a comedy show is. We understand what a comedian does, and like, I, like we can argue over how bad that joke was or how rough that joke was, but yeah. we all know it was a joke, right? right, right. We like he knows it, Jaden knows it, Chris Rock knows it. We know it. It was a joke, and I think that's my thing. Like if it had almost happened at a party or something, like yeah. if it happened at an Oscar party, to me yeah. that would be way different than like. This was obviously part of a set. Like you said, this was an okay joke that had been written by writers. And, and, and to me, that it went out with the intention of being funny. Now, it was received ill by one person or two people. <laughs> well, and I don't think that so. And, and I actually don't think it's as ridiculous that Will Smith did the thing as it is that like. Uh, to the degree that it's normalized or accepted by people. Like, I think it's, you know, reasonable to say, yeah, he's in a bad place and, you know, that hit him in the wrong place. And I don't want to judge his whole character based on this one night. No. But the idea that, like, if it was Kanye, he would have been kicked out or, or escorted out with security. Yeah. And it's got to beg the question of why wouldn't that standard be for any person that assaults somebody at an awards show? And so that's not Will Smith. I have less judgment of him but it's also, than I do of the people that okay the behavior. But it, it it is, I don't know, I would say there is a kind of thing of like, hey, this guy has been known for being like a stand-up dude for the past 30 years, and this guy has been known for being a problem on that stage, right? Sure. It, was that the stage Probably. that he did the, the Taylor Swift thing? No, that was the know. that was the Grammys, not the Oscars. Yeah. But like on a similar stage, you know what I'm saying? Like there's literally a guy one guy guy A has a track record for never being a problem and right. being the gold standard, and guy B has lots of uh encroachments on but being to be a problem. fair kanye's never physically assaulted a person on stage that's <laughs> true yeah. i mean like that's the thing if we're going to talk about apples and oranges and yeah. shit yeah that, that'd be no, it's, it's oscars, and basketball oscars, and basketball. <laughs> oscars and basketball is the same you know i I've, I've done my plug i don't know if it's even good to do this but i've done my <laughs> i've done my plugins to like like what if that was a, a, a white man up there instead of uh, a black man. I've, I've I've gone. What if that was a woman? Um, not getting slapped, but like, what if Will Smith slapped a woman? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was Michelle Wolf up yeah. there? <laughs> yeah, as a woman, yeah. would that have been different? Would that would have been, been a little bit different? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in G.I.J. 2, Jaina. Because <laughs> yeah. then when you think about it, like, Michelle Wolf did say some messed up stuff. And, and she should have been dressed. slapped. I said that at the time. I was like, Michelle Wolf should be slapped. <laughs> A Republican senator should have got up and slapped the taste out of her mouth. <laughs> How dare you, Michelle. <laughs> No man, stop hitting uh, each other out there. I think I think that's a good. I think that's a good place. The hard rush stance. Yeah, I think the official stance is stop hitting each other. The only thing that hits here is the food, right? Yeah. <sighs> Try loving each other and hitting less. That is Jay McKee. Where can people find you, follow you, keep up with you on social media? You can find me at Fad McKee. Uh, this has been a fun podcast. Follow uh, and share, please, because uh, we doing this for free. I'm just kidding. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs>
Cut that last part out. <laughs> Zach Rowan. Yeah, you can follow me at Real Zach Rowan on Twitter, and that's it. I'm going to slap you so hard after this episode, <laughs> Dad. Uh, I'm at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Uh, stick around, and we'll see you next time. Grand opening and grand closing. <laughs>